global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Futures moving lower this morning. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. U.S. futures are under pressure today. Dow futures currently lower by 143 points. SPs drop 16. And NASDAQ futures fall by 49. The U.S. 10-yield falls to 1.7%. And Europe is also trading lower, led by greater than 2% losses in France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. The British pound sinks to its lowest since 2009, while credit agricole lowered Brazilian 2016 GDP forecast to a minus 3.8%. On the U.S. economic front at 945, market U.S. services and composite PMI at 10 o'clock new home sales and at 1030 DOE energy numbers. Regarding earnings this morning, Lowe's EPS was in line, Mobileye beat, and Target EPS missed. Finally, some early Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. At Jefferies, PTC Therapeutics upgraded to hold. Radius Health cut to hold. At Goldman Sachs, Norwegian Cruise Line raised to neutral. Macy's cut to hold versus buy over at Stiefel. Ford cut to underperform at Credit Suisse. And finally, Drill Clip cut to neutral over at SunTrust. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen. All right, thanks, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk Go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K-Go. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, thanks so much. Sterling 139.10. That March uh, 2009 low for Sterling weakness 137.53 was a daily low. Bloomberg Surveillance. Brought to you by Invesco. Factor-based strategies can help investors focus on high quality, low volatility, and more. Learn more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. Michael, we have an esteemed guest on our debt and on our deficit. Martin Feldstein, the uh, Harvard University economics professor and uh, chairman emeritus uh, National Bureau for Economic Research. Before the break, Marty, you were uh, talking about the debt-to-GDP ratio becoming worrisome. And given the austerity that we have been through, and uh, given the fact that uh, spending is going to have to rise as entitlements uh, rise uh, with the baby boomers retiring, uh, I would presume that your argument would be uh, it's less about lowering the debt than raising the GDP to try to take care of the problem. Well, it would be nice to get faster GDP growth, and that's obviously an important goal in itself. But in terms of reducing the debt-to-GDP ratio going forward, it has to be done by uh, either cutting spending, raising revenue, or some combination of the two. You cannot continue to run primary deficits and expect to see the Mm -hmm. debt-to-GDP ratio come down. Where would you cut um, if uh, – what's left? Well, that's a very good way to put it because if you look at the – outlook for uh, defense, and you look at the outlook for non-defense, so-called discretionary, meaning annually appropriated programs, both of those are now forecast to head down to 2.5% of GDP. Those are the lowest numbers we've seen for spending in those programs since World War II. So what that means is that the only way to slow the growth of government spending is to slow the growth of, of uh, so-called entitlements, meaning Social Security, yeah. Medicare, and Medicaid. 
And now, folks, we go where we fear to tread. Uh, Professor Feldstein, you are known to be of the elephant persuasion within your service to America and your service, uh, particularly with President Reagan. Have any of the – I mean, I assume you're not campaigning for the senator from Vermont, Super Tuesday in Massachusetts. You got but, it right. Okay, I got it right. Good. I got one thing right today. Have any of the candidates called upon you for fiscal wisdom? Uh, yes. I, I spent some time – Talking with Jeb Bush, and you can see that worked how much out. Good that did him <laughs> and the country. Is there any? I mean, if you want to name names, fine. If not, uh, just give us policies. But is there anybody out there who has suggested anything by way of an economic policy over the next four years that would do anything for the country? Several of the Republicans have said quietly that um, whatever else they do. We're going to have to, going forward, slow the growth of Social Security benefits. So um, Bush said that. Uh, Christie said that. Uh, others have said that. So I, and, and I, think, um, I think that has to happen. What about uh, uh, in, in the short run to raise the GDP, uh, to get back to what I was talking about, uh, is there any policy that you would advocate or that anybody is talking about at this point? Well, I think some of the um, tax reforms that have been discussed would help. I think if we changed the corporate tax uh, rules, we got rid of this uh, strange system that only the United States practices in which funds coming back from um, from U.S. subsidiaries abroad get hit with a second round of taxation in the U.S., uh, I think that uh, – prevents companies or discourages companies from bringing those funds back, and that hurts the growth of, of uh, corporate investment and the economy in the United States. So moving to a so-called um, global system of taxation um, the way other countries do, I think would be uh, something that would help, not overnight, not in the first quarter, but um, over the next several years. Are you, as we go into the rest of 2016, optimistic or pessimistic, given all the uncertainty out there? Well, I'm, uh, as I look at the election situation, I'm pretty pessimistic. I, I don't know what would happen if Trump becomes president, uh, and I don't like what the two leading Democrats are saying, so it's hard to be optimistic uh, in that environment. As far as the uh, and again, that's, that doesn't begin to happen <clears throat> until 2017 and beyond, but it puts a cloud over things mm. in the meantime. Uh, we have too many things we did not speak of, including your important writings, Professor, on the future of Europe, and that is something that we hope to get to with you next time. Martin Feldstein is Ec-10 Emeritus Professor at Harvard University and, of course, served with the Reagan administration, among other uh, public duties. The 10-year yield, 1.70%, in by two basis points, curve flattening this morning, well under 100 beeps. The difference in yield between the 10-year and the 2-year, 97 basis points, 0.97 of a percentage point. Uh, that's something that bears watching. Sterling, we're on the Sterling watch, 139.11. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. 
Coming up, the With All Due Respect highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special offers during the only adventure sales event. Land Rover, above and beyond. 